You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 66. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. This is the one-year anniversary, or at least yesterday was the one-year anniversary for The Lively Show. February 9th, 2014 was the first time I pressed publish on a podcast, and I can't believe how far it has come since then. I'm going to officially celebrate the one-year anniversary this Thursday. I have a very special guest coming on who is pretty much my podcast hero, who I look up to and really, really admire in all things podcast, and I can't wait to have him on the show. Until then, let me quickly just say that I'm also excited to be speaking at the Texas Style Council coming up in Austin, Texas on March 20th through 22nd. For those who aren't familiar, you can check out more at texasstylecouncil.com and you can find out more there. One of the things you might notice if you look at the speakers list is that there are a handful of Lively Show guests going to be speaking there as well, including Caroline Rector of Unfancy, who taught us about capsule wardrobes, Aaron Lochner, who actually kicked off the first episode of The Lively Show one year ago, and Becky Murphy, who talked about the struggles that come along with running your own business. So if you're interested, I hope you check it out. The tickets should still be open and available if you'd like to join us. And there's many, many other awesome bloggers I've gotten to know over the years that are coming as well. So I can't wait to hang out with them and you as well if you're going to be there. And now let's talk about today's topic, how to quit without feeling like a quitter. This is an awesome topic that I can't wait to dive into. When we think about feeling like a quitter when we quit something, I really think there's three different scenarios we need to look at in more depth because each one has its own flavor. Two of them are not actually quitting, but choosing something else instead. And the last is actually the more traditional sense of quitting. So we're going to look at all three because oftentimes our ego can trick us into giving us a lot of shame around any one of these decisions, but truly there is a different way to look at it. So let's go into it. Scenario number one, this is when you swap actions with the same values. For example, let's say you have a value like Mr. Lively did to eat for energy. So his value, his uppercase V value, his intention is to eat for energy. What he does to express that value can change over time. So for a while, he tried to be vegetarian and saw how that affected his energy. And then later he experimented with being paleo. He was able to identify which style of eating or just regular no-holds-bar eating gave him the most energy. This is actually a really great thing. He's sitting there with the same value, and he's experimenting with different actions to find out which one is the best way he would like to embody his values in the present moment. However, to other people, he looked like a quitter. In fact, one time when we were eating with some friends of ours, the friend pointed out, hey, what's the deal here? Last month you were saying you couldn't eat meat because you're a vegetarian, and now you're eating meat, but you're not eating a lot of grains. You kind of seem to be flip-flopping here. Now, this is totally something that all of us can relate to when people look at what we're doing on the outside and make judgments about why we're doing the thing we're doing. And yes, from his vantage point, without knowing his intention and his values for energy, it totally looked like he was flaking or being a quitter along these different styles of eating. But the truth was he always had the same value in mind. He just gave himself the liberty to try out different things and see which worked best for him in that moment. 
So that's a great example of when we have the same value, we get full rights to go try different things. If you have a value like mine to move at the pleasure of your soul and your exercise, and you decide to train for a marathon and later you get injured or it just becomes this drudgery or you just feel like it's not actually providing that value of pleasure anymore, to quit the training is totally legitimate. You do not need to force yourself to keep going because your ego thinks that you'll be a quitter if you don't continue to do something for a specific amount of time. That's a very limited way of looking at our lives and really it's just bringing a lot of shame and perfectionist tendencies into our lives. We don't actually have to live that way. Nothing bad will happen if you don't end up running the race that you signed up for. It's all about living in your values in the present moment. And if at one point you did feel pleasure, wonderful. And it gets to the point where this is stressing you out beyond belief because you have a new job at work and things are changing or your baby is getting colicky, then don't run the race just because you set out to in the first place. Find what works for you in the present moment. Don't tie yourself to things that you once wanted to do and were never tied to a value in the first place. Another example of this is in volunteering. Let's pretend that you are a volunteer at a nonprofit and you've held the accounting position for a long time. And it's getting to the point where you're no longer feeling like it's the right fit for you time-wise or for some other reason. Instead of looking at yourself as a quitter for quitting that, you can also look at your value to serve in your community as the value, and then you may choose to serve in your church in a different capacity in the future instead. This is not you being a quitter. This is you finding a new way to embody the same value given your current circumstances. Again, it's tempting to think that we're a quitter in these cases, but the truth is our values are what's driving us, not the doing actions. So don't feel like you have to keep pushing forward when you're no longer feeling innately fulfilled from the thing that you're doing. That said, this isn't to say, anytime something gets hard, stop doing it. No, it's not about that. It's truly about listening to your intuition and following what it is telling you to do. Don't let your ego run the show and just keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you just because of this fake idea of being a quitter. Now let's move on to scenario number two. Scenario number two is when you change your value priorities. When it comes to values, what I'm realizing more and more is that values have to take priority in different times in our lives. And it's more like a dance than it is like a strict guideline, one, two, three, four. It's more of a dance in terms of what you're doing in this moment and how you can embody it, what you need to do in the next. You can have different seasons where some values in one part of your life are more important than another. For example, when you have a baby, the values you have in your family life may take precedence over the values in your career while you're on maternity leave etc. So you can obviously ebb and flow with these values and their priority in your life. This actually recently happened to me. For the longest time, I want to say about six months now, I have been giving everything to my career values and the inability for me to really prioritize within those values and what I'm actually doing has created this life where basically I'm living for work and trying to squeeze my life into the periphery of what work is taking up in my life, which has left me exhausted and drained, as you guys have heard over the podcast in the last few weeks. And I've had to really look at this and learn a lot of hard lessons along the way. One of those lessons was that I had been valuing commitments that I had made to people on my calendar more than I've been valuing my self-care. And it got to the point last week where I had to actually email the people on my calendar and ask them for forgiveness and to reschedule their appointments with me so that I could actually get the things done that needed to get done without going crazy. This was a really hard thing for me to do because I had been valuing integrity and commitment to my obligations over my self-care and 
over the understanding of how much I actually could accomplish in one time. So in this example, it's not saying that I am quitting integrity or I'm quitting these people and the commitments and values I have in my career. It's just realizing that sometimes we need to change our value priorities in order to make sure that we are actually able to give our best to ourselves, to those around us, and to our families. So we need to make sure that we consistently remember to look at the priorities and how we're spending our time and adjust when necessary. This is not about quitting if you need to reschedule things. This is about making sure you're able to live in a way that is truly fulfilling and still living your values at the same time. And just remember, values can shift, priorities can change. There's nothing wrong with that. Just be able to be gentle with yourself when it happens. Don't beat yourself up like I wanted to. I felt terrible when I first decided to email these people back and ask them to move their appointments. But the truth was nothing was life-threatening. I always used to say with my jewelry business, it's not brain surgery. So if something went wrong, it was always helpful for me to realize that I needed to have a grain of salt with all the problems we encountered. But I wasn't giving myself that same grace and perspective in the appointments I had on my calendar. But of course, those people, as much as I was upset about it, they totally understood. They wanted the best for me. And they also wanted the best Jess to talk to when we actually got on the calls. So of course, they were happy to reschedule. Even though we think we have to keep going or if we have to shift something or downgrade something to do it next week instead of today, that that is failing or quitting. It's not. It's about changing your priorities when necessary so that your values are actually being executed on. Don't let one of your values get buried beneath some other values. It's not good. And in the long run, things will go astray. Now let's talk about scenario number three. This is when you drop a values-based habit without a replacement. This is probably the most traditional view on quitting overall. And it is the one that we need to be aware of as far as the traditional idea of quitting is concerned. So for example, let's say you decided to start doing the five-minute journal, that journal I've mentioned over the course of the podcast that I really enjoy. If you start doing it and then you find yourself sleeping in or slacking off and not doing it in the future, but it is still important to you and it does still tap into some value that you have, that's a situation where you need to look at what's getting replaced instead. Where's that time going? If it's going to sleeping in late, and getting up and having a rushed morning, that's probably not an actual value you have. It may just be happening because you're staying up late watching excess TV. That's a situation where there's no replacement value habit situation going on. You're just letting things slide without actually dedicating that time to something different that's also according to your values. Going back to scenario one, when you just try something different to embody the same value, let's say you're five-minute journal is part of your self-care routine, if you had decided to do yoga or meditate instead of do the five-minute journal, that would be scenario number one. No harm, no foul. You're trying something new to embody the same value. Or in scenario number two, let's say that your self-care has gotten too extensive and you're not actually getting enough done in your career and you've reprioritized to spend some time reading a business book or something in the morning. Again, that's just shifting your priorities among your values. But when you don't replace that time spent in a values-based activity on something that's also truly important to you, that time is going to nothing. It's going to something that is not tied to any value. And when anyone thinks about the idea of living unintentionally, that's kind of what that is, is just saying, this is important to me, but I'm not going to prioritize making the time for it anymore. I'm just going to do something that's not truly important to me instead. This is the time to gently remind ourselves of why we started that habit in the first place and then to revisit 
Is this the habit I want to do to embody this value? Or maybe I want to do something different. Maybe the five-minute journal is not my thing, but I would prefer to pray or meditate instead. Find a way to keep devoting that time you had set aside for something important to you. And maybe that is as simple as going to bed earlier so it's easier to do the five-minute journal in the morning. So hopefully this is helpful. I'll quickly recap how to quit without feeling like a quitter. If you decide to swap your actions, but you have the same values and you're just expressing it in a new way, that is not quitting. In scenario number two, if you change your value priorities, so you're making more time for a specific value that you used to neglect, that is not quitting. (laughs) In scenario number three, if you drop a values-based habit without a replacement, that is not necessarily quitting. It's just a gentle reminder to recommit to something that is value-based during that time in your schedule. If you'd like to see the show notes for this episode, you can go over to jesslively.com slash quitter. Thank you guys so much for listening and may something wonderful happen to you today. 